Signing a commercial lease for your business is a five, seven, or 10 year event. So if you're the type that learns by experience, by the time you've gotten really good at this, you probably wasted an embarrassing amount of time, energy, and money on bad deals with landlords. Welcome to Workspace Real Estate. I am your host, James Robertson, and today we're going to talk about some of the biggest mistakes that I've seen tenants make on deals and how to avoid them. I should say for the sake of time, we're going to talk about one of the biggest mistakes I've seen uh, and how to avoid them. So so here's the story. I have a doctor that uh, I know and I work with, this client of mine, that gave $100,000 to the landlord. Yes, you heard me. This doctor gave $100,000 to the landlord. And here's the story. This particular general practitioner was one of the largest tenants in a Class C building. Uh, it's in South Houston, to be specific. Since his business was doing so well, he went directly to the landlord and asked for an expansion. Now, the landlord, now this particular landlord is notorious for discouraging people from getting help. They don't want their tenants to get brokers. When their tenants get brokers, they say, oh, that's going to increase the cost of the deal. Well, this guy paid $100,000. Uh, and, and ironically enough, he ended up getting help, but I'm going to get to that later. So the landlord sent over a proposal detailing all of the improvements and additions that the doctor asked for. Now the doctor reviewed the proposal. The runaway looked good. It looked the same as the current lease. The requested improvements the doctor wanted looked accurate. So the doctor got one of his residential agents that was doing some investments for him on the residential side to give the proposal a once over. Now this agent wasn't dedicated in commercial. He didn't know the rules. He didn't know the market. More importantly, he didn't know what concessions were out there. So he looked at it, asked a couple of colleagues for help and said, yeah, I think this is good. And uh, what the agent did not see is that the landlord had charged the tenant for pretty much $100,000 in improvements directly instead of the landlord paying for this build out, which in some cases they do. This particular landlord tried to slip this in to get the tenant to pay for this. Now the agent not knowing any better thought this was market and thought it was okay. So the doctor trusting the agent also thought it was okay. So the doctor did the deal. He got the expansion he wanted. He thought he got a good deal there. He shelled out all of that cash to the landlord. Now, now I can come into the picture later. So a few years later, he's trying to consider renewing or looking at other options. His agent that he was using got sick, is no longer in the business, thank goodness, and um, he gave me a call. Now, he didn't realize how bad of a position he was in until we started negotiating the next deal. So we get the proposal, and long story short, the landlord, knowing that this tenant had already invested $100,000 into the last deal, they knew that this guy was locked in. There's no way he was going to leave putting so much of his own money into someone else's property. So they gave us a take it or leave it deal. And when I talked to the broker to find out what was going on with this, he, he told me, well, look, your guy has spent $100,000 with us here. He's not going anywhere. So um, why don't you take this, you know, or we can lease this to somebody else because we're over 90% full. We can just give it to somebody else if you want. So we had a lot to unwind there. It was a take it or leave it offer. So of course, with our hard negotiating, we walked it back, got him a fair and market-driven deal. But the doctor now realizes that putting so much money into someone else's property severely limited his options. We had neighboring buildings that were offering almost six to seven months free rent that we negotiated. Um, he would have saved a tremendous amount of money, but he could not go because he had so much vested in this space. Here's the lesson of the story. 
Lease negotiations are deceptively simple and straightforward if you're just looking at the process that the landlord takes you through. You have to get educated and determine with your broker, whoever he or she may be, what a win looks like before you even begin to negotiate. And once you do that, you can sign a lease with peace of mind and save some money at the same time. It's really a miracle that the doctor um, didn't have more financial damage and that he's still in business. How did he know how much square feet he actually needed? Did he project his need over five years? I doubt that. What would the doctor have done if he continued to expand and needed a full floor? What would have happened to all that money he spent on his space? Would the landlord have given it back? Absolutely not. What happens if the doctor sold his practice? Could another doctor be assigned the lease? That wasn't clear either. That wasn't negotiated. What if the landlord neg neglect in the building led to damage in the doctor's space? Like let's say the roof started leaking. Who was responsible for all the money the doctor spent on that space? Did the lease have increases in insurance to cover the increased liability that the doctor had? I doubt that. What if the doctor was in a horrible accident that made him unable to continue his practice? Would the landlord have just let him out of the lease? Absolutely not. I can go on for days with this, but the truth is, it's not the doctor's job to know this information. It was his broker's job. It was his broker's fiduciary responsibility to protect his client. If I bought a Range Rover and spent an extra $5,000 for some random fee that was slipped in there, I would feel cheated. I'd want my money back and I wouldn't want to buy from that dealership again. In commercial real estate, there are a hundred different ways to slip fees, liabilities, hidden costs, hidden increases, and so much into deals. And most of them are invisible to the untrained eye. So I just want to tell you guys, be careful out there. In commercial real estate, they expect entrepreneurs or business owners to operate with a certain level of sophistication. They will not hold your hand. And if you allow someone to slip an expense like this in, it's on you. And if you pick bad consultants, eventually it's going to be on you. You might end up in court and try to fight your way back to get to reclaim some money but you have a business to run. It's best to avoid this on the front end. So don't let people push you around. Don't let people or relationships even stop you from picking the best, most expert advice or consultant that you can. Your business could depend on it. So thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe if you like this. Give us five stars if you love what we're doing and I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next one.